Serious nurses and doctors of Reddit What's your weirdest, scariest paranormal stories that took place during work? I'm a nurse. I've witnessed quite a lot with Alzheimer people. They often develop their own scenarios in their own head, often accompanied by vivid hallucinations. Once during night shift, I heard a woman scream in fear. Checking on her, she managed to climb into her wheelchair in pure panic, wanting to flee her bedroom. Asking what was wrong, she thought the building was on fire. Now what's important to mention here is, people often make claims that people are just crazy or dreaming badly or something. But this is not the case. People with hallucinations have been found to actually see, hear, smell, etc. something, when their hallucinations occur, as the same locations in the brain are stimulated as if they would get real impulses. That woman actually saw fire. She actually smelled fire. She didn't just make that up to be crazy. It's what her brain told her was happening. And she was in real panic for her life. And the same applies to when those people see someone else in their room. When they want me to guide someone out of the bedroom who isn't actually there, seemingly standing right behind me. And it makes no sense to discuss with them that no one's there. To them, someone is there. And you better do your best effort of improvising to guide that someone, even if it's no one, outside. Play along, and they'll be fine. This, to me, is the scariest thing at work. They see something you don't. Back when I was a paramedic in Oakland I was taking care of an elderly gentleman in the back of my ambulance he looked up into the upper corner of the ambulance and said it's okay Lulu I'll be with you soon. His daughter was with him and told me that Lulu was his wife who died 20 years earlier. A few minutes later he went into cardiac arrest and passed on. There is probably some medical explanation for this, but still the weirdest thing I've seen as a nurse so far. We had a very robust, confused old lady on our floor. Her room was in front of the nurse's station so we could keep an eye on her, and had one of our nurse's aides as a sitter too. She was always fighting, kicking, trying to get out of bed. Very restless and agitated, as some patients I've had before can get before death. One day we were called into the room as her heart rate was going down and she lay still with her eyes open. It was 30.20, then flat line. We checked for a pulse and did not find any. She was a DNR so we did not attempt resuscitation. We close her eyes, prepare to get the body bag and call the family. The sitter remains in there to start getting the body ready. Less than 10 minutes later she calls us back in. The old lady is at it again, hitting, kicking, trying to get out of the bed. She came back to life. Honestly we found the situation hilarious, and I still have never seen any patient come back like that on their own. I think she made it out of the hospital too. Did a rotation in a burn unit. There are tons of stories that go around, but I'll share my favorite. A pimp lit one of his prostitutes on fire, and she immediately bear hugged him causing them to both suffer pretty severe injuries, unfortunately hers included an inhalation burn. They both were being treated in the same ICU but on opposite ends. Weeks later she ends up coding and passes away, and after about 30 minutes as things start to quiet down, the guy starts screaming from his room, get her out. Get the god damn itch out of my room. I worked as a medtech at an assisted living facility. One day a resident, I'll call her Margaret, suddenly passed away and her family left all her belongings in the room that night including her pendant to call the staff for help. The next night Margaret's neighbor called the staff because someone was talking in the room next door and keeping them awake. We brushed the resident off knowing that Margaret's room was empty. 
About an hour later Margaret's pendant started going off from her empty apartment. I was the only one willing to go turn it off so I walked into the room and it was freezing cold in the middle of summer, the air conditioning was off. Suddenly the bathroom door slammed as I was turning off the pendant light. I locked the door and ran back to the nurse's station. We forced one of the older male staff members to go check out the entire room and he claims the door was still locked when he got down there and no one was in there. I'm a psychiatric nurse. Early in my career, I worked at a residential mental health facility. There was a resident I'll call Marion Duchesne. He was an elective mute, which simply means that he didn't, wouldn't, couldn't talk but there were no pathological findings as to why. He had spoken earlier in his life and in fact seemed quite normal back then, with the notable exception of being close to seven feet tall. He'd been raised in the Deep South and joined the military when he was 19. After boot camp, he was stationed somewhere in the South. One night, he just vanished. It was declared an AWOL for years, and finally he was declared missing and dead. Ten years later, a seven-foot-tall man walked into a VA hospital emergency room in my part of the Midwest and said to the receptionist, My name is Marion Duchesne and I've been dead for ten years. Those were the last words he ever spoke. He was covered with dust and he was wearing the same clothes he'd been reported to be wearing the night he vanished. His social security number had not been used and he had no identification on his person. However, they were able to identify him, I guess via fingerprints. He was well fed and in good health, except for his refusal to speak. The family was notified but they said they had already grieved their lost man and that whomever was claiming to be him simply could not be. They said he was a haint and a stand-in for their dead relative and demanded not to be contacted again. Marion paced all day every day. Not in a frantic way, but just lumbering up and down the halls and outside. He smiled all the time and would be moving his mouth in a way that indicated talking or muttering, but he was dead silent. He had an unnerving habit of throwing his head back with his mouth wide open as if he were laughing heartily but not even a breath could be heard. If told to go to the dining room for a meal, he'd go and eat. But if nobody told him, he just kept pacing, never indicating hunger. If offered a cigarette, he'd smoke it in an oddly formal way, almost delicately, if that makes sense. But he never seemed to crave smoking. The man wanted nothing. If I talked to him, he appeared to listen, periodically throwing his head back in that laughter-mimicking way of his. There was nothing to do for this man. Various medications were tried, but they did not affect him either positively or negatively. Occupational therapy did nothing because Marion would just grin and unless told to stay put, he'd get up and start pacing again. On my last day at that job, on my way to something better, the last thing I saw was Marion, pacing in the parking lot, throwing his head back to laugh. Later I wondered if all along I'd been dealing with a ghost. All these years later, I still don't know. I worked in a pediatric hospital and had always heard that the fourth floor right outside our oncology unit was haunted. I worked 312s normally but would pick up overtime and picked up a night shift. I was working in the NICU which happened to also be on the fourth floor but on the opposite side. The oncology unit had a staircase that was a shortcut down to the cafeteria which was on the second floor. At about 3 a.m. I was ready to take a short break and wanted a cup of coffee from the cafeteria so I decided to take that staircase. I walked through the automatic double doors and saw a kid skipping down the hall. I called out to him as I was afraid a little kid had snuck out of a patient room. As soon as I called out to him he turned and in the blink of an eye totally vanished. 
a lot of other nurses and docs had seen the same little kid skipping in that same hallway. Of course I chalked it up to just exhaustion and didn't really think about it much after that. But you are damn sure I didn't use that hallway at night ever again. I was working at night and one of the patients died while I was in the room. We tried everything to revive this person but it didn't work so after doing the papers and everything I went to another place in the hospital and I swear to God that this patient who I saw dead, touched my right arm. I think that I have never cried that much in my life. Maybe it was their way of saying thanks for trying. I've worked in a small family-run nursing home for six years as a nurse aide. It was a orphanage before it became a nursing home. It's not gossip the owner herself has told us. When residents get close to death they see a little girl. One of my patients of very alert 102. He knew all our names and was very alert and oriented. He had his back turned to us and was talking and laughing in the corner I knocked and asked him who he was talking to and am. He chucked and said, this little girl came into my room. She was scared. He died three days later. About six months later had a sub-acute patient screaming about a little girl grabbing his feet and she needed to leave him alone. He died that night. She's come up over the years it's always the same thing they see her and then they die. Other co-workers have had the same experience. It's very unsettling. I used to work in a nursing home as both a CNA and an LPN, and while nothing too crazy happened there were definitely things that happened out of the ordinary. I remember one time after someone had died I was cleaning up her body and the door to the room swung wide open even though it had been firmly latched nobody was there. It gave me the creeps there were instances of furniture being moved, lights turning on and off by themselves, and toilets randomly flushing by themselves as well. I also remember I had one resident one night who asked me to make sure I closed the door to the closet that was at the end of her bed and she told me that when it was open, that woman kept going in and out of it all night and it kept her awake. When I worked at the funeral home I was told a story about an elderly lady that had died. The husband said he wanted her to be buried with her ring as she never took it off. My coworker was in the morgue and was washing the body. She removed the ring to mark it down on the paperwork. As soon as she did, a styrofoam head they used for wigs went flying across the room. She just said out loud, all right, all right. I'll put your ring back on. No more disturbances. A ward I worked on once had a patient who was a psychic medium as a patient. We had a bit of a laugh with her as she was on the ward for a while. She'd had a stroke which affected her mobility and she would do readings for the staff etc. from time to time. I took it all as just a bit of fun until one evening when she pressed her nurse call buzzer and told us to go check on a patient in a side room as he was dead. We went to check and sure enough found that the gentleman had died. Later on we asked our psychic patient how she had known and she told us she had seen him coming out if his room obviously distressed. She realized he had died and had to explain to him what had happened and help him to pass over, go to the light, dot now I am not a believer but that gave me the creeps. Worked in a nursing home, long-term facility for multiple years. Personally hadn't experienced anything too crazy apart from mystery call lights, call bell system going off, no buttons lit up, no rooms lit up, system would have to be reset from the electrical room to clear it. Hearing doors close shut, toilets flushing, faucets running. These were by no means commonplace. Other staff had some more direct experiences though, apparently in one hall a little girl would occasionally be seen walking. This had been reported by multiple staff as well as patients a staff member was sitting out in her car during night shift when some woman who knocked on her window and quickly disappeared.
The next day she was discussing this out loud with the oncoming shift when someone pulled out a picture from old files based on the description provided. Apparently, it was a match to a former patient that had passed away at least 10 years before that staff member was hired. One of the rooms we have is obviously having something of a haunting. A man in a gown gestured one of the techs to come in, she went in and he was gone. One week earlier a female PT was asking to get a different room, because a man wouldn't leave her room. We just thought it was some sort of delirium. Multiple others have seen him too. Okay, I am a nurse but this did not happen to me, but several other nurses who worked at these units. There is a little girl who haunts the burn unit of a large military medical treatment facility in the U.S. She has been seen by both staff and patients. Haunts may not be the correct term, but she has been witnessed by several. Second, I used to work at the old Walter Reed Army Medical Center. In the old one that moved back in 2011, there was a VIP ward, I believe it was Ward 72. Any retired general officers would be stay there, along with any higher-ups in the Gov, think Secretary of State and other cabinet officials. There was also a room for the First Lady and President. This ward is private, locked at all entrances and very nice. It is furnished with very high-end furniture and a lot of it was donated by Mrs. Mamie Eisenhower, the wife of President Dwight D. Eisenhower. Well, for my friend who worked there, the ghost of Mamie Eisenhower is very particular about anyone staying in her room, and if anyone did sleep in that room, she would yank off the bedsheets. My friends also said decorative pieces would randomly fall off table of fly off the walls when they were the only ones up there. Mamie would also apparently page the supervisor, who would call the ward back to a very confused nurse as to who paged them. We've actually had a room sprinkled with holy water several times by our pastoral care due to the amount of deaths we've had in the same room. Maybe it had a really depressing window view. One where you would lose the hope for recovery? Or some bacteria lurking around there? Actually, it used to be a labor and delivery suite, which was then converted to an LTAC later. The room has one wall, with nothing but windows. It's quite beautiful and overlooks our local airport and mountains off in the background. Bacteria, doubtful but as a possibility. I am a psychiatrist and during my training years I worked for six months at a ward treating patients with depressive and anxiety disorders. It was an old building who had been housing psychiatric patients since the mid-1920s. On our floor we had 13 beds and a nursing station, a living room, and a few conference rooms. One day a few weeks and I am interviewing a patient who when asked about sleeping patterns tells me, she have heard a baby crying at night waking her up. There are no babies in that hospital as the place is situated far away from housing areas and there were restricted visiting hours. Afterwards the nurse pulls me aside and tells me, that the baby crying thing is not a psychotic symptom. She is very serious about this, but won't elaborate. I kind of shrug it off, as either way it does not change the diagnostic or treatment, and forgets about the experience. Around three months in my stay I sit in the nurse's station and three nurses behind me are talking. One of them says, she is very active today, and the other says, really? Oh, hadn't noticed. I turn around and ask them who they are talking about. They look at each other, and then one of them hesitantly says, well, there is a baby here. She cries sometimes. I of course says no, but they just kind of shrug and smiles. Not 30 seconds later I hear it, it sounded far away but not too far. A cry, clearly a baby's cry, sounding like it is separated from us by maybe two or three walls. 
I am perplexed and look at the nurses. They look at me like told you so. I of course ask about this, but they can't say anything else but this faint baby cry is there and have been there always. Since then I heard it maybe two to three times a week. I told a new doctor about it who laughed, however a few weeks in her stay, she came to me, white as a sheet, and told me she heard it in their coffee break. All the nurses just kind of knew about it, and being in psychiatry, hearing that kind of stuff is not really something you brag about. I was transferred and haven't heard it since. I think about it sometimes, but I don't really know what to make of it. This is probably going to get buried. When I was a nursing student up on an ICU floor I was hanging antibiotics in my patient's room when I heard an audible, hey. I turn around and there is no one else in the room. Mind you, my patient was intubated and sedated so there's no possible way it was them. It was a woman's voice as well so I thought it was my preceptor. I go back out to the nurse's station and I asked my preceptor if that was her in the room trying to catch my attention. She told me no and and I've never seen someone's eyes get so big. Apparently the room I was in has had the most paranormal sightings and activity out of all the rooms on the unit. Sightings as in shadows sitting in the corner of the room, voices being heard and curtains being flung violently across the railings. No one ever told me about this room prior to my preceptorship so it just added to everyone's beliefs it was haunted AF. We were on a night shift, standing, sitting around the nurse's station and talking about weird things that had happened. One of the HCAs was in a side room once doing last offices, and the lights flicked on and off twice, calls bells going off when there was no one about to press them, hearing a cough when there was no one there etc, etc. As we were talking, there was a pause in the conversation and very clearly we heard typing from the keyboard at the doctor's desk which was just round the corner from us. I stepped round the corner to see who it was as usually the doctors would check in with us before sitting down, just to say hello and to see if there were any jobs needing down. So I looked round the corner after hearing the keys being tapped as if someone was typing, only to see no one there. Was very freaky and we had to change the convo as we all felt too uncomfortable after that. <laughs>